Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun, for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. Stumps, umps, and beer pumps. Welcome to Stumps, Umps, and Beer Pumps, a podcast for you, the players, supporters, and the hardworking volunteers that make a glorious game from the lowest to the highest levels in the U.K. and beyond. We at Stumps, Umps and Beer Pumps have now teamed up with Derbyshire County Cricket Club to promote cricket at all levels across the county and wider regions. I'm Rick, I'm here with Ian, Richard and Neil as we take you on a journey around our home here at Winslow Cricket Club in Burn-on-Trent. On this podcast we'll keep you updated on all the goings on here at Winslow Cricket Club and we will also be answering all your questions and inviting you, the listener, to send in all your stories from around the cricketing world. We will of course have a special guest coming with their view from Cow Corner with all their stories, ideals and anecdotes. So, let's get started and bring you up to date with the goings on at Winslow Cricket Club, the little club with a big personality. Evening ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Stump Stumps and Beer Pumps. We've got Ben Wilson in Cow Corner, who's uh, from Save Village Cricket. It's worth having a look on his uh, Twitter feed, Save Village Cricket, some interesting stuff going on there to uh, save the game and things like looking after clubs that are probably in dire straits so have a look at that and we'll hear from ben in a second with us tonight we've got rick evening neil okay usual and we've got a special guest ian meller uh, known as the milkman Buongiorno. ian's third team vice captain under 13s manager and to be honest with you, he does a fantastic job with the juniors. Well, we're pleased to have him, so thanks, Ian. I think you've got some stats. Well, yeah, look at his stats, yeah. 180 games with a high score of 50. Well, this is before playing cricket, because I've seen him score a ton. Have you? That's uh, on the hill, yeah. 116. Uh, yeah, I was, I was there. Yeah, so... th- this is, again, the old play cricket thing. Let's not go was, on about it, but I'm, it with, about, I'm with you. I'm it was with about you. 50 balls, I remember. Really? Yeah, that woman sat in a deck chair. How long ago is this? Well, Sutton on Hill, before it, yeah. play cricket, yeah, was that so yeah. early 2000s? Then, young Chilmans, yeah, it was. Uh, I think when Scott we chased Scott around with a worm or something around the pitch, <laughs> 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 that, 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 them days. And uh, careful what you say about worms, <laughs> it, Ian Meller, <laughs> and a, with a best bowl in a 538, and that was against Ticknell 13. All oh, right, oh, you got, a, you got a first ball of that day as well, so you, you yeah. made up for it. <laughs> I did. So, Ian, tell I us about your, uh, your cricketing career, where did it all start? Who were your influences, and give us some of your best memories of, of your career? <laughs> oh, this would be short and sweet. So I always remember playing cricket on the beach with my dad and in the garden. And later in life, through school, I used to go to Albert Bain, so we used to have a first and second team uh, eleven because the old grammar school playing there Saturdays midweek and going on from there. We used, used to uh, play at Albert. Uh, not the hospitals, Ray Birch hospitals. Oh, yeah. Back in the Burton League. Back in the Keith Lovett days, was it? I think yeah, it was. Yeah, similar to that. Early, well, mid 80s, I'd yeah. say. That ground's a car park now. It is a car park. It's a great, <laughs> great pitch. And it started there at 11, playing under 17s. Is the archery then there still? The archery boards, or is that after that? I thought I played archery down there, didn't they? Do you play yeah, archery that, or do you shoot Birch. archery? Yeah, Ray Birch, yeah. That's no, I no, no, he said hospitals. hospitals. Oh, yeah, sorry. Listen now, please. No, I've got mixed up. 
Yeah, so after the uh, obviously the hospital club folded and they moved to the Ray Birch and it came Ray Birch Hospitals. And now played, you can come yeah, in with your yeah, archery. Yeah, yeah. That's all confused. <laughs> yeah, I played there till teenagers, early, uh, yeah, late teens to be fair. And I had quite a few clubs who went to Rawdon Colliery for a oh. long, long time. And then when they folded, I went back to hospitals. And when they folded, I went to play for Quorn at Loughborough, Leicester Way. Crikey, you did some travelling about. I played at Hartshorn after that. And then I came to Winsall in 2000. Yeah, yeah 2000, yeah. And I've been That's at Winsall ever since. Just before I played cricket then, so that yeah. was tying quite so, nicely. I joined at the same time as my main mate, uh, Neil Winfield. Yeah. Same yeah. season we played. Started. Been mates ever since. Yeah. We have some memories. <laughs> so what, what do you think your first game for Winsall was? So the first game at Winsall I played was at, uh, away at Wincott, or Wincott, to everyone else. Yeah. Yes, uh, it was a fun, fun affair as it always is. Yeah. It, uh, when I got a couple of catches, I did it out of bat, bowled a couple of people out. You've now um, gone over into the coaching side and particularly the juniors for Winsor. First time we've ever had a third team. It's a great thing to have. Oh, it's fantastic, mate. Re- really good. Yeah, it's a, it's a fantastic atmosphere. <laughs> Both teams turned up with the same attitude, you know, kids forward. It was more like a Sunday game, you know, have a laugh and a joke. But the seriousness was to get the kids coming through from the youth teams yeah. into men's cricket. And that was what it was all about and encouraging them. And it's, it's absolutely fantastic. I really, really enjoyed it. It was the first time I enjoyed a game of cricket for quite a few years. That's good. And how, how many juniors were there from each side? Uh, there was four from ours and at least four from theirs, if not more. Um, you had uh, George Inwood, Shaft's son. Ahmad. Yeah. Um, Harry Taylor, yeah, Taylor. and Marley, Marley Sherrett, Sherrett yeah. Smith. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they look a good bunch of lads. Who, who do you think is uh, looking promising, or is it all of, all of them in general? Well, I think, I think George needs to get back into his cricket because he's had quite a few years out of it playing football and whatnot for Gresley and what have you. And uh, Harry's, Harry Taylor, he's always been willing, but he didn't get much cricket last year because of his age and it's in that. Yeah, that period where we couldn't play for under the thirteens, and we didn't really get much for game time last year. Yeah, which is our purpose of this team anyway. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, Ahmad, yeah, always puts a good shift in, and uh, Riley played really well. He's, he's a promising player. And uh, Riley would have been uh, tagged as the next day Winfield. I've heard. Well, that's, I, what, that's I, I, by, seen, by I, saying that there, you're implying he's some sort of guru spinner. Well, that's what he was put on the group, weren't it? Was it Watto? He put he took some wickets, so he didn't bowl well. Yeah, what yeah. I was told. Yeah, yeah. I, no, I mean, it, he did really well for his the whole, first. The whole idea, game. obviously, is for the for thirteen to be a, as you know a development side. Uh, they play in Division Ten. It's a standard of cricket that will suit them perfectly. Yeah, and. Um, all the best to him. We just need to sort out the early start of the season with ground availability, which we have been working hard in the background trying to sort this out. And we've, we've got a plan. It's in place and we, it, it shifts now and again because of grounds not being available. But we can use the AstroTurf at Winsall. Uh, it's not a problem to do that. And switch to a Sunday. So uh, the next few weeks will, will be interesting. What are you? What's your hopes and fears, Ian, for the third team? I hope several. we can get a full team out every week. It's been nice. I'm not really bothered where we come, to be fair, as long as the kids enjoy it. And I'd like to win, yeah, obviously, but yeah. end of the day. Well, that, that comes with experience and time yeah. and everything anyway, doesn't it? And, and gelling as a team. Like I say, well. just, just get a kid through. That's what the main, main success. And then other people will say, oh, they've got a good setup here in the club. Well, I'd like to bring my kid down here. Because yeah. it's always coming through from the All-Stars, Dynamos and yeah. those lot, under-11s and so on. Yeah. You know, it's been a long time coming, this has, and it's... Yeah. I think uh, from from what you know, are all the other teams in that league uh, development sides? Uh, I think, or... Well, we've only had one game to be fair, but as far as I'm aware, it should be the same situation week yeah. in week out. You know, they're bringing their young kids through, yeah. or they've got some right lame donkeys. What's what? Some right lame donkeys. I was expecting that. Lame donkeys. Are you classing yourself in that? Well, I could be. To be fair, yeah. <laughs> I don't think you're going to get any catches straps that you're breaking your your fingers like you have in some of the games I've yeah, seen yeah. you playing. Yeah. But to, and any fears? Any any fears that you've got about? I have no fears, Richard. Good. <laughs> Good. That's that's what we like to hear. It's not a counselling session. <laughs> Stumps, ups, and beer pumps. 
Once again, welcome to Cow Corner, everybody, with Ben Wilson today from Save Village Cricket. How are we doing, Ben? Yeah, all good. All good. Thank you. And th- thanks for, for inviting me to come and have a chat about uh, some all things club cricket and the campaign and, and, and various things like that, really. Yeah, it's, it's obviously you guys hit, you know, call it club cricket, call it village cricket. It's much the same thing to me. Um, you guys hit the radar with us last year and we've been trying to get this together for a while now. So it's great to have a chat. I think before we get started, Ben, do you want to give us just a, a bit of a background into sort of your own background, uh, how long you've been involved in cricket, earliest memories, etc.? Yeah, absolutely. So, when did I start? There's played. I, I lived in a little village called Little Berkhamsted, which is actually next door to where I currently play at Bayford. And I remember I must have been four or five, where the groundsman had cut down a, a, a full size bat to to sort of a mini type bat that I could use, and. I talked to mum and dad and the amount of time, the amount of hours they spent bowling at me in the garden and mm-hmm. various things like that. So really played since I was sort of five and I'm, I'm 38, so getting a bit old now. But yeah, for, for almost sort of 30 years, cricket's been a big, big part of my life. Uh, played uh, every growing up when you sort of have time uh played three, four times a week, played as yeah. much cricket as possible. You played midweek T20s, you play every Saturday, every mm-hmm. Sunday. And then uh, as, as sort of cricket stuck with me just because it, uh, I find it, uh, it's just an amazing game. I think anyone who plays cricket at any level gets the enjoyment uh, that, that cricket brings, but not just playing cricket. I think for me, it's the whole community spirit yeah, the, the social side which really does make cricket quite unique in that you've got friends who go and play golf but you've only got small small team of four or you mm-hmm. might go and play against one person you've got a whole club and community and i think that's what makes cricket different here plus it's nice when it's not sort of minus one degrees out and you're in the <laughs> sun and you've got some so some drinks afterwards so yeah i've been in and playing cricket since I was uh, sort of the age of four. Uh, grew up as playing school, playing mm-hmm. some county cricket uh, uh, when I was a youngster. And yeah, and really stuck with it. And now playing at Bayford, lovely little ground. And that's yeah. really where uh, this kind of campaign stemmed from, really. Uh, because actually clubs need to be protected and, uh, and lots of clubs are really struggling at this time. Yeah, and I think you know we'll come to the campaign in a second. I think your your start off in cricket is very similar to many people we speak to. Obviously, early doors. We'd call it all stars now, wouldn't we? Four and five yep. years old. Uh, there was nothing like that back in the day, and it was literally as a little bat, go hit a ball and whack it around as much as you can. That to me still stands as the best way into cricket. And if we do, if we have to do it in a more organised fashion with all stars and dynamos, we'll do it. But yeah, play- absolutely. And I think the important thing about it's just about getting, it's about encouraging people mm-hmm. to just try cricket. If you're a youngster, if you've got young young kids, I've, I've got a son, he's he, he, he's coming for two next year. It's just about saying, look, cricket's a great game, go and enjoy it. It doesn't matter if you're in the park playing with your mates or you, you're going to net or you're doing something more organised. Go and give it a go. You either like it or you don't. And actually, it's about encouraging youngsters to, to, to come a, a, and see what cricket can offer, really. And how's the setup at Bayford then in terms of youngsters and juniors there? Give us a clue what's happening there. I think the problem with Bayford is that, uh, and I'll sort of go on to this a bit more, it's a, a village club that is just outside the local town of Hartford and youngsters are well catered for with a number of big clubs who offer really considerable youth cricket. And whilst Bayford... 20, 30 years ago, would have had a youth team. The issue now is that it's not really conducive for the club to really, I would say, to invest in that because actually it's so well catered for elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And that is a real problem with bringing people people through here. Mm-hmm. And the bigger clubs uh, do, do it very well. And actually, why do you want to replicate something that is already going on and done very well at other clubs. And that's mm-hmm. perhaps the, the the issue that that many, I think many of your listeners might go, well, my club doesn't have a youth section, but actually there's five youth sections sitting around us. Yeah. What do we now do? And I, I think that we, we can come on to some of those issues, but I think that's yeah. probably something that, that, that sums up where we and perhaps many smaller clubs are. 
correct me if I'm wrong, your league has 10 divisions? Um, uh, yeah, 10, uh, I think 11 now uh, with some regional uh, uh, at the bottom. Yeah. And I think from talking to, to, to clubs both locally and nationally, I think it is that uh, cricket is great at engaging children and the ECB have clearly put a lot of effort into getting children, young people participating in cricket, which yeah. is absolutely fantastic. And done a phenomenal job with it. They have, a, 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 and this is no disrespect to the ECB. The The issue becomes when you reach the age, and we've all sort of been there, yeah. you reach the age of 16, 17, 18, and there's other things to do than spend your entire Saturday or Sunday or both playing cricket. Yeah. And unfortunately, cricket is a long a long day and a long mm -hmm. game. And we've got to find a way of encouraging youngsters to continue to play cricket in a format that suits them. And, and I, I'm not a big believer that everything should be T20, but I am, we need to be understanding that people have yeah. different time yeah. pressures, especially young people. So how do you keep them engaged in, in cricket and then move into, into senior cricket, really. Yeah, and, and I think that brings us really, really nicely with a nice Radio 5 link into the campaign. So what prompted it in the first place? We've been, as many clubs, many of your listeners will be at clubs where you, you're struggling to get either sides out or availability can be, can be hit and miss. You might have players who would have traditionally played... 12, 13, 14 games a season for, for, for various reasons, whether you, you've got things that have stemmed from COVID and now lots of weddings and various things, or, or people just don't have the time yeah. now playing six or six or seven, seven games. So we, we reached the, the, the point at the start of last season when we didn't have enough players to get uh, one of the league, the, the, the league sides out. And, and mm -hmm. we've been going since for over 50, 50 years now. And it's the first time in our history that we had to fold both league games. And so we said, look, what, what are we going to do? Because if we don't do something, the mm. club is going to, it, it is going to potentially fold. And, and if a club folds, you lose the ground. Cricket grounds are like gold dust. I know from talking yeah. to, talking to, <laughs> sort of talking to people that people are trying to find grounds, but there's just not enough for, yeah. for cricket to be played. And so Save Village Cricket really was just an open letter to local clubs and the, the, the league we're in to say, we're struggling. And from that, it's sort of steamrolled and mm -hmm. it sort of grew organically because it seems as though we hit the nail on the head in terms of that many clubs are facing similar issues that we are. Yeah. And it really resonated with the, the cricketing community. So it was never meant to be a campaign, it, a massive campaign. It was never to never meant to be something wider than can we get a few, three or four more new players into Bayford. But it seems to have grown and it seems to have taken off. And it's something that I'm proud to then promote and be involved in and to try and do a bit more than just retweet it. We're really around advocating for clubs, but also mm -hmm. trying to trying to take some sort of action or trying to promote some initiatives that actually might work nationally across uh, across clubs and trying to really support clubs in any way we can. Really, I think club cricket is inherently struggling mm -hmm. and at risk of real decline. I think it is masked by youngsters who are playing the game uh, and participating. And, and, and that, that's fantastic. But I think generally clubs are struggling. I think clubs need more players to fulfil their fixtures in their sort of cohort. So you may have had 20, 25 players for yeah. two teams. You now need 40, 50 players. And I think we see clubs folding now mm -hmm. there'll be some areas of the country saying or some people you're that who listen to this who don't recognize that 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 story but from talking to to clubs nationally i think people are struggling to encourage especially adults back to come and come and play cricket or to mm -hmm. play at a level that they can continue uh so i i think there's some positive things that can be done but yeah. i i think if 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 something isn't done 10 years later we are in a situation where club 
cricket is going to be in serious decline. Yeah, that's fair. I think from what we see, and obviously around the podcast, but also what we see around cricket ourselves in the Midlands, um, you do seem to have almost three different sets of clubs. You've got the clubs who are just burgeoning on a non-stop, they're going to be there forever. You've then got the clubs who are growing and are still growing, but are on that cusp of, mm, should we have an extra team or shan't we have one? We've been in the same situation ourselves. I spoke to a local club who had a fourth team for the first time in their history. And even with 80 registered players, they had to concede more games than they actually played. Then you've got that next set of clubs who, as you say, are just struggling. Then there's nothing going forward. And it's filling that gap somewhere between all-stars, dynamos, quick cricket and getting to that 16s, 17s and getting those kids playing senior cricket. Yeah, uh, I think it, one youngsters, but two also adults. People are people are are busy uh, and thing life takes over. And there's you have children. You have to have a partner who is, uh, I would say, very understanding of the fact that. And I've just had a had a son. I I have lucky. I have a partner. She's very understanding that I go off at sort of 11, 12 o'clock on a Saturday and may not appear till nine. 10 o'clock in the evening. Yeah. Uh, and lots of people at the age of sort of mid 20s, early 30s, when they have children, then drop out. And then some may never return or some do. And actually, mm. I think we, we are finding that as uh, that's probably something that isn't slightly understood by the ECB is that how do you encourage people who did play cricket yeah. or who might like to come and give cricket a go for the first time? How do you mm-hmm. encourage adult cricketers? to come back to play club cricket. Because actually, that could be the difference between clubs folding games or actually having to drop a team because they just can't get enough people to to sort of come back at, come back and play, really. Stumps, ups, and beer pumps. One of the biggest balancing acts for everyone here is that generally they're seeing more entries from clubs than ever before. Yep. But at the same time as seeing more entries, they're seeing more concessions of games which is a quite irony that you've got more teams and more clubs, but then they're conceding more games because they can't get the players. And I think the third bit that fills that gap is literally, it is those juniors coming through. And we, we've we seen uh, locally, we've seen under-11s are just, the numbers are huge. There's no yeah. two ways about it. Under-13s, the numbers are big. Then it gets to under-15. And never mind talking about under-17. And it just becomes more and more difficult because they have got exams. They have got GCSEs. They've got A-levels if they're under-17s. But they've also, as you say, found other things that they want to do. Yeah, I've got a, a member of our club. His son, uh, they were quite a successful sort of under-15 side. And not one of them now are play, Sorry, is playing regular wow. adult club cricket. So that out of the 11 or 13 people... Yeah. We did really well, won the county cup or whatever it was. Not mm-hmm. one person is coming through, and that's a real that's a real problem. And I, I again, it's not a criticism of the ECB because the ECB are clearly looking at the numbers and going, "Wow, we're we're doing fantastically well at a certain mm-hmm. age." But if you can't find a way to get them into regular, habitual, lifelong love of of, of playing cricket, then actually you're going to be in a situation where all the the effort is almost wasted because they're not going on to play cricket uh, for a, for a long period of time and that, that that is a problem so would you say that the the ecb strategy here is a bit like a a, a classical sales funnel yeah i, I think it, they are trying to get a lot of people into cricket which is fantastic i think they've got to find a way of making sure they stay in cricket but also i i do think the ecb perhaps have forgotten the need to let's get people back into cricket and actually it's great that someone who is 10 11 now might be ready for adult senior cricket in 5 years time but in five years' time, are there going to be clubs and places for them to play? And as mm-hmm. you said, people are conceding lots of games. And I think that sort of boils down to a point. When you as a club try and say, how many teams are we entering this year? And you look at your registered player pool, <laughs> and we've got the same. We have 50 people who have perhaps played sporadically over the last five years. And you try and get 22 players out. It's almost impossible. And I spoke to one club uh, sort of in... 
in Kenton to get two sides out, they needed they needed sixty registered players wow. to get two sides. But that's it's just not feasible because people say only play four or five games a year, mm-hmm. and then you're looking at a Friday night trying to. And we we've got quite heavily involved in promoting loan players, working and reaching out to other clubs to say, yeah. look, if you have youngsters, say thirteen, fourteen who are not getting games and there are spaces that we can facilitate them and give them a game, then I think that's one way that clubs can collaborate and work together to get young people playing cricket. At at your league, just out of interest, the lone players, is there a, do they have an over 50s limit, for example, where over 50s can play where they want? So uh, the way it works in in the Hearts League is that uh, below a certain level, Clubs can loan players between themselves, mm-hmm. or you can loan from, from from across the the pyramid, really. Yeah, and I think that that is something that should be actively promoted nationally. I don't like the idea that someone plays cricket on a Saturday and doesn't get a game, or waits all week to play and then isn't selected for their club. And yeah. I understand why clubs are reluctant to loan their players out because ultimately clubs are thinking well if next week we if they go and enjoy their cricket at this club are Mm -hmm. we going to lose them for next season and I think that clubs need to be a bit more outwardly facing and clubs need to look at the bigger picture and I understand people why people don't but actually if you've got a 13 year old who may play in your first team in five years time why not get them a game somewhere and allow a game to go on and they go and enjoy their cricket and they go, wow, I really enjoyed that. I'm looking forward to playing Saturday, another Saturday, either at my club or another club, because that's the only way you're going to get people to continue playing. One of the the slogans that the ECB put out there about five or six years ago was hashtag get the game on. And it was all about get the game. No matter what you do, you get the game on, you get people playing cricket, whether it be, if you can't make it 11 aside, you make it 10 aside. If you can't make it 10 aside, just get the game on, make it work. And I think at junior level, clubs embrace that. I know in our leagues, the coaches would talk to each other and they embrace it and make sure it happens. At senior level, the simple answer was, no, to me, that's where you actually get it on. Now, there could be some messing about by clubs by bringing higher level players in. They're not going to because a higher level player is going to be playing anyway. I, I think that's the, the, the we, we were discussing before this around the, the kind of the mancad debate and the idea yeah. that, that it should be banned at clubs. I, I think at a certain, and there are at certain club level, if you look at Premier League club and very high level, understand the ultra competitiveness. Yeah. And that's absolutely absolutely fine and you need some rules in place to stop to stop clubs taking advantage and mm-hmm. winning at all costs below a certain level we are all playing cricket because we enjoy playing cricket and it's got to be about recreate it, it's called recreational cricket for, yeah. for a reason here and therefore leagues need to in my opinion understand and be flexible and some leagues are some leagues aren't but be flexible about saying if someone isn't registered if someone sort of is only registered the night before and has played in played up up in the north for example just get them a game because actually if it allows two teams of 11 to go out have a good game of cricket and get in the bar later and have a chat about the game fantastic it's where cricket at a certain level is taken too seriously. And that becomes the the issue for me around the rules. I understand why they're in place and it's not a criticism league. The one thing that I do know about leagues is they're all volunteer run. Yeah. All the people put a huge amount of effort into getting games on and, and, and building a, a cricket pyramid. Yes. We shouldn't criticise anyone and, and any of the volunteers that, that do so. And I think there needs to just be an understanding that actually a bit more flexibility, mm-hmm. a bit more understanding of where clubs are, and, and some leagues are, are beginning to do that, allows games of cricket to take place yeah. and for people to go and enjoy cricket. And I think that's the most important thing. Yeah, I think, you think you've hit the nail on the head there. We call it recreational cricket for a reason. You know, I'd always put my head above the parapet and say, does the ECB need to give more directive to the leagues 
to make sure that all the leagues play, let's just say, with the same rules, with the same transfer rules, with the same loan player rules. Um, one, it was suggested to me recently that maybe anything below Division 7, you might cut that down to 30 overs. It might even end up at 20, because then you might encourage guys just to come along and play for three hours instead of seven. And it's just finding that balance all along, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's a hard one. And and this is debated around the, the length of game. I think, for me, I don't think going to T20 cricket or at below a certain level works because you because it doesn't give everyone a chance to, to have a game. Yeah. What I do think is there needs to be some creative thinking around mm-hmm. how do you ensure that people don't have to spend yeah. seven, eight hours. So is it actually, do we... Do below a certain level, do you think about bowling from one end for half, mm-hmm. for example, which yeah. would speed up the game considerably? Do you try? Are there creative ways in which we can cut down that seven hours of? Yeah. Do you want to? I know people do work in the morning, so can you start earlier? If someone is working below a certain level, do should they wait an hour and a half before they can bowl again? These are the kind of just things that if yeah. people start thinking about it, how do we make cricket not a shorter game? Because people don't necessarily want to say, I'm going to go and face an over or bowl four overs if you're a bowler. How do we get some sort of creativity into thinking? And cricket isn't often the most forward thinking of sport it's just not it, it, it's very traditional and there are some traditions that I, i'd like to bring back tea for example which tend has gone from covid and always used to be a a, a lovely thing but yeah. i do think we need to think we're in a, a sort of environment where people are time poor how do we think creatively around mm. getting people to want to play cricket and actually be a how do you remove the barriers so one of the things that I know the league that I'm in is is thinking about is the regionalisation mm-hmm. at a certain level. Now, it, it happens at a lower level because that reduces travel time. Yeah. So it reduces, one, the, the, the carbon emissions, but also it means you don't have to leave the house at 10 o'clock to drive down the road. Actually, those are the kind of things that can just actually reduce your day from being out for nine hours to seven hours and actually allows people to say, look, I've got something in the evening, but we're finishing at six. So fantastic. Rather than I've got something in the evening. I'm sorry, I can't play because I know I can't, can't, I won't make my evening. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. So, really, we focus, uh, I think, initially, and, and sort of thinking about the way I, when it started to take off, how to, how to think about the way, what, the kind of things we wanted to do with Safe Electricity. So one was advocate, uh, sort of advocate for clubs and to raise awareness of some of the some of the issues that are, are taking place. Some of it is around to enact change here. So yeah. trying to talk to some of the key stakeholders and saying, look, what needs to change? So whether it's leagues, whether it's sort of club cricket association, trying to say, look, what can we change to make club cricket better? And the third really is to try and take some action. So very generously, the Googly Fund have supported Bayford to run a return to cricket day. So we invited people back on a Sunday morning, adults, anyone really, it was two teams from primary schools, plus Mm -hmm. a few others to say, come and play a game of pairs cricket, put on a barbecue, tea, softball, Come and spend a few hours at Bayford. 
enjoying and seeing whether you like to play cricket. And with a view to getting people back to playing or people who are new to cricket, say, actually, I really enjoy this. Yeah. The environment's really nice to play. I might want to give this a go. So they may want to come to a net or they may want to say, I'll come and play a game on a Saturday if you're sure. So the Googly Fund, uh, which is a wonderful initiative around supporting recreational cricket, yeah. uh, have kindly partnered with us to fund 10 clubs across the country to run these these days to, to, to evaluate this and say, look, what lessons can be learned? Mm -hmm. And is this something that we can take to the ECB to say, actually, if you invested a bit of money to allow clubs to do this, you'd get people back to playing cricket. So I think we've got East Rainton, Rankins, Cricket Club, Plimstock, BHA, Unicorns, and, uh, and there's still some funding available from the Googly Fund for other clubs who might want to run a, a taster day uh, and the googly fund will provide a grant to, to cover some of the cost of that so it's at no cost to clubs so mm -hmm. if there are clubs listening that want to yeah. want to do this please do get in get in touch directly uh, and we just try and see if we can get people coming to play a bit of cricket in a way that suits them uh, in a way that's really breaking down the barriers so softball yeah rules that are slightly easier to understand mm -hmm. uh, we had husband and wives bowling against each other we had so we made it a really fun day supplied some food some drinks and actually supplied all the equipment and people came and said and with a view to saying look why don't you see if you want to give cricket go and yeah. i think that's an element of action that we are taking as well as just advocating and trying to talk to key stakeholders because actually the key to this campaign is not just that but actually to try and enact some change in cricket uh as well as a a game in july uh with a a wonderful club called the metronomes who yeah. are uh doing wonderful sort of uh in green people to play cricket for really sort of great causes uh, and we've got a, a save village cricket side uh playing against the the metronomes just to really promote uh club cricket uh, and village cricket really but yeah excited for that so we're trying to take some action as well it's important not just to run a social media case it's important to enact some yes. change what sort of support have you had from uh, a, your local board, and B, for, have you got to the ECB and stakeholders there? The, the league have been really responsive. Actually, I sat down with them uh, to discuss how they might be able to support, and I think they are very open to asking the clubs, look, can we please come and can you just recognise that cricket is about participation as well and trying to encourage the, the loney of players uh some of the the, the stakeholders uh club level been in discussions not yet gone gone to the ecb i must admit we're trying to test this return to cricket say look actually uh, is this something that yeah. could be replicated mm -hmm. because actually i think that it's important when you there's you we can we could go and talk to the ecb now but i think we'd just be talking around the issues what we want to do is to try and develop a solution and to take something that's that they can help perhaps run with but that i think everyone that i've talked to is very understanding we all want cricket to survive and i think that's what we all enjoy cricket we know it's a great game we yeah. all play it and put time into it because it's a very enjoyable thing that we enjoy doing and actually we want it to thrive and there's no one who's gone oh actually you're wasting your time here everyone we've spoken to has been very supportive and i think that's really the cricketing community as a whole and, and the sense of community here i think across cricket is vast i believe the community knows where all the issues is yeah. i believe the the cricket community at clubs generally identifies with probably absolutely everything you've said. The difference is how many people are taking action. Yeah. And what you guys have done is taking action. Yeah, uh, actually. And if you watch the the, the Freddie Flintoff uh, yeah. TV show, actually there's a bit where Rob Key says that no one starts their, their cricketing career at Lords. They start at, at club at club grounds such such as this. And yeah. that really is where if you lose clubs and lose cricket ground then the impact eventually on the game at a higher level is going to be, is yeah. going to be 
considerable. And that's something that I hope that the ECB recognised here. They supplied a lot of, uh, obviously, financial support to clubs through COVID. And yeah. clubs, And I, I think the cricketing community was very, very pleased with that because clubs would could, could have potentially gone under. Uh, I do think there is now a new issue, which is around participation at club level that, that perhaps needs greater recognition here. We're never going to get back to the old days of people playing 18 to 22 games a year. It's just not going to happen. But it's getting them back up to those 16s, the 17s per, per season. That would make a significant difference to clubs all over the country. Yeah, absolutely. And I think when you look at, when we talk about participation, I don't think it's numbers because when you talk to some of the stakeholders, they say well, there's more registered cricketers than there's ever been. Yeah. And we, I, we understand that. But if they're only playing half the games, then... Clearly, you need even more cricketers to be yeah. able to get the same amount of games on. Well, ho- we- hopefully at the end of the season, I won't be worrying about it myself. We've got our first ever third team this year. So we've gone from having 35-ish players registered to get two teams out. We've now increased to over 40 players registered and we need to get three teams out. The big difference for us will be our under-13s and under-14s and they're going to play regularly on a Saturday. And it's going to be Division 10 cricket and it's going to be hard for some of them. But you know what? That's where they're going to learn. I agree. And I think the important thing is that at a certain level is that both, if you're playing a match with under-13s and under-14s, there should be a recognition here we are trying to encourage them to play cricket. So it can't be win at all costs cricket. Captains clearly have to realise that you're going to bowl, someone is going to bowl who's 13 and he might go for some runs here, but actually you're going to let him continue because actually that's the only way he's going to, yeah. going to enjoy learning. Yeah. Or actually you don't bring on your fastest bowler to bowl at the 13-year-old just to get just to get him out yeah. because actually you want him to 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 to, in, to enjoy his cricket. Now, I'm not saying that you, you want to give people runs or stop taking wickets, but there's got to be some understanding. And I think that's the that's that kind of spirit of cricket that mm-hmm. perhaps is potentially lost once you get to a certain level. I think one of the people I would mention at our club, which I think is going to be significant this year, is our coach and manager of our under-13s will actually be the vice captain of that thirteen. So the guys are going, you know, the lads are going to turn up under thirteen, under fourteen. They're used to that vice captain. They, they've known him for a couple of three years, and you know he can put that metaphorical cricketing arm around them because it's different on a Saturday to on a Monday night when they play twenty overs and whack it about wherever. And interestingly, in our leagues locally, they do have win, lose, draw cricket down at those levels still. So they will get to play the game properly, as we'd say. Yeah, absolutely. And we had some. Uh, we, we had a, a wicketkeeper who was uh, sort of thirteen come and come and play for us, and he played a couple of games. This first time he'd kept for 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 longer than twenty overs, for example. Yeah. And actually, it was a fantastic experience for for him him to be able to. He found it really de- sort of challenging, and that the ball was a bit <laughs> harder. But actually he will go away and he'll then come back and enjoy his cricket. And I think that's the that's the key thing. So anything, it's that kind of thing that I think clubs need to be thinking of here to say, how can we keep encouraging people either back to cricket or get youngsters in, but recognising that if you are playing youngsters, you might not win every game, but ultimately, does it really matter? And that's definitely, for each club to, to, th- to, to, to think about. So before we come to a close then, Ben, how do clubs who are listening potentially get in touch with you? So we, we are, hopefully you're sort of uh, tag when you put this up. You, oh, yeah, you'll be tagged. Out, don't worry. Tag our sort of social media. That's the that's the we, we've kept quite nimble. Uh, I did look at thinking about a website, but actually through our Twitter handle is probably the best. Always willing to, mm-hmm. to to have a chat with with anyone or to listen to ideas. If clubs want to get involved in the return to cricket pilot, worth just dropping me a direct message or, or yeah. tagging us, or and that's probably the best way. And then uh, sort of take it take it from there. I think we've in a strange way this this campaign has grown organically, and it's almost the the doing it through Twitter and social media allows to be as nimble as nimble as possible, really. I've got to ask you, has it allowed you to be as nimble as the runs you've scored for your clubs? I've seen some big numbers on there, mate. 
Uh, yeah, I think it's allowed me to, to both in strange one, but I think it's given me something extra to give to cricket. And actually, uh, I may have scored some runs over the last few years, but ultimately it's about enjoying cricket. And I think that's the most important thing. Stumps, bumps, and beer bumps. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Tell me how enjoyable the children three not out was. It was a surreal, a, a surreal game of cricket. I, I think to... you're our first double centurion on the pod. Well, to be fair, we 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 started, and I was playing with 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 my obviously my opening partner, and we just realised we just went on, and then we <laughs> he was dropped. That we I think it was we had a club record of sort of two hundred and twenty odd for the opening wicket, and he was dropped as we were equaling it, and then it just sort of went on and on. A very very strange game to play in when you look at the scoreboard and you're sort of three hundred ninety seven for none. Uh, but yeah, to, uh, something I'll never do again. I can't imagine <laughs> in cricket. Just one of those, one of those days that. Uh, and unfortunately, I, I think it goes. Unfortunately, the game's limited overs. So mm-hmm. ultimately, that <laughs> you go out in the second innings, uh, and there's nothing really, unless the side ends up getting sort of the, the 450. But ironically enough, we scored. I think 440. Three weeks later, uh, the side was on. Uh, was playing against another side and they scored 470. So we are, in terms of the league records, we are both one of the highest run scoring games wow. and also uh, on the highest conceding. Uh, conceding. I think we went out with eight eight players that day. So you can see how, how things work. But yeah, it was a, a an interesting experience. And that is the joy of club cricket at the end of the day. Yeah, but yeah, uh, the thing I love about cricket more than anything is you you can go out the next week or next innings you get naught. So and that's just cri- that that's just the nature of cricket, isn't it? You're only as good as your your, your, your the sort of current innings you're playing with. Definitely, and I, I, obviously worse than that, the groundsman gets told what what they think of the pitch. But hey, we won't go down that route. <laughs> no, no, I, I must admit the pitches we uh, I, I think, and that's where it stemmed from. Sort of cricket grounds are. And volunteers, so groundsmen, people involved in the club, getting games on. Uh, cricket grounds are fantastic things. They take a lot of upkeep, and actually, we need to make sure they're they're protected and, and key community assets. Really, and that that's exactly who we dedicate this podcast to. Yeah, we all we always say it's to the players and volunteers who get, keep yeah. this game going because absolutely. Yeah, obviously we'd like to spoil it for the grounds, but that's a different matter altogether. Don't <laughs> yeah, we? I must admit, the amount of times the umpires tell you to stop running on the pitch. <laughs> hey, listen, before we let you go, I've got to ask uh, the final question, which we ask all of our uh, guests. It's our Six Aside team. So we're going to invite you to join our Six Aside competition this summer, and we want you to put your perfect cricket team together. Now, we're the ones who set the rules on this, so we can tell you where the players have got to come from. In your case... Tell me wherever you want. It can be your own mates from Bayford or it could be international players. So your perfect six aside team, are you in it? No, no, I'm not, to be honest. Because I, actually, we, we I was talking to a, a, I'm in a WhatsApp group called TMS for Idiots. It's just a group of friends that, that go and watch yep. a bit of cricket. And we were trying to think, I posed this question to them <laughs> saying, look, how, what would be your six aside team? And I've tried to frame it in... The idea that every club cricketer, when you play cricket, you come across certain people at club level and they're very stereotypical. So you might find one at every club. So we came up with the guy that that you wish would play more, but is always injured. Right. Uh, So in modern England terms, that's Mark Wood. Okay. That's Uh, one of your bowlers. 
Yeah, we came up with an uh, an old wily pro who uh, is inevitably a bowler and always always moves the ball around. So Jimmy Anderson. You're calling Jimmy old? Well, he, he he's probably he's, well, he's my age, so he's getting there. But you always <laughs> find so always at a club, you know, you turn up and it's there someone is. who swings the there ball is. both ways. Uh, so all rounder, we come, we came up with someone who always and he doesn't anymore, but perhaps would always turn up on a Saturday hungover, but still seem better than everyone else. So we came up with Freddie Flintoff. Here. Of course, it got a bit harder. So playing as a batsman, we've got the guy who does everything better than anyone else. So that almost a, a ringer. So but someone like Ben Stokes, when you play against someone, he does everything really, yeah. really really well we had to play him as a batsman because clearly freddie yeah freddie also an all-rounder as a wikiber we, we we came across the the person who does it because no one else can wicket keep so in this instance it was sam sam billings who mm-hmm. of course took the gloves when someone else couldn't and then to captain the side we had uh, inevitably captain is a batsman who bowls but never bowls himself enough because he wants to give everyone a game <laughs> we came up with with joe root so I, it was joe almost root. predictable that one at the end so joe yeah. root ben stokes mark wood freddie flintoff the old wily jimmy anderson and uh it was sam, sam, sam billings to, to, to wiki so that was a six that perhaps modern england but stereotypical village village cricketers that hopefully everyone might be able to that, recognize that, i in think they cup. do half decent in some of the competitions that we've had so far yeah i, I think they'd probably win the majority of uh of, although obviously freddie freddie out of action for a while after sort of top gear so we're obviously wishing him well uh but clearly some of those still or all of them still playing some <laughs> international cricket really so yeah and pretty much at the top of the game, most of them right now. Absolutely. Hey, listen, Ben, it's been absolutely fabulous talking to you. And uh, we'll be following the campaign very closely and we'll support you as much as we can. And any clubs who want to get in touch either with Ben directly or with ourselves at Stumps, just usual places on social media uh, or drop us an email at stumpsumpsandbeerpumps at gmail.com. And we'll put it, put you together to see what we can do to make sure we save this glorious game. Thanks for inviting me on. Hopefully people find it, find it interesting and obviously useful to hear about what we're doing. Brilliant. Thank you. Thanks for that, Ben. Another good interview. Is it the first time this week you'll be playing with Sam for the first time? Yes, my... Uh... Oldest son. Oldest yeah. by how many minutes? Uh, a, minute, a minute or two. Yeah. Yeah. Sam, also known as Wiggy. Wiggy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's his uh, nickname. He's christened Wiggy since, I don't know, when did you christen, christen him Wiggy? <laughs> well, since he was christened. <laughs> <laughs> Just shouted, oh, Wiggy, and it stuck. Yeah. That yeah. nickname's normally started. It is yeah. a fantastic thing, Ian, and it should be a big day yeah. for you on Saturday. Yes. And what I've always said, the day it makes my cricket, you know, my laughing cricket yeah. is when I play with my two sons. No, but I, I was super looking forward to it. I only wish my other son would get a bit more involved, but he's like, yeah, I can't be bothered, to be fair. Yeah, but I mean, what a thing it'll be on Saturday. I hope yeah. you get a game in, mate, because... Yeah, desperate be, I, I, We ought to get a, a picture of it, really, the two of you walking out side by side. That'll be something special. Yeah, it will. And, uh, you know, I, I, me knowing you so well and knowing the kids since yeah. they were born, it, you know, it's it's yeah. an emotional moment for you, and yeah, I really... It will be. I'm, yeah. I'm really, really looking forward to it, yeah. to be honest with it. That yeah. that is that would be my pinnacle of cricket. Yeah, I think I think to play my first game with my son. Yeah, I think most most blokes who've got sons or daughters even to to play yeah. uh, cricket and a, and a competitive team sport with the kids is yeah is fantastic. Yeah, so I hope it goes well for you, mate. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, tell me if it don't. Yeah, we need to make sure we get some <laughs> photos that because yeah. uh, we'll get them on the feed as well. Yeah. So anyway, what about this weather? Games called off everywhere. I think it was a complete washout in, uh, at least our division anyway. Everywhere was a massive washout except for uh, Winslow. Our very own, our very own interviewing a lad that got ten for five. (laughs) Up at Morpeth. Yeah, yeah. Well, (laughs) that's some guy. Yeah, we we got gaming on Sunday though, didn't we? We're the only ones in our division. Yeah, I mean that is a big advantage if you can get a game in. But yeah, yeah. uh, So really, I mean the artificial could be a a bit of a boon. Really, you know, if it's way forward, isn't it? Did the twos play on that on Saturday then? No, the 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 twos played uh, at uh, Winslow on the grass. They got to get forty overs in. Forty-two overs in, yeah. So and then it, it just became too much. You know, too much. No, so the weather's weather's causing havoc with fixtures all over 
the county and the country and it's uh, a nightmare i mean i've, I've heard stories where people like Spondin have played potentially should have had 12 games by now they've had two you know mm. and that's just it's just crazy you put it down to climate change now global warming well, i just think it's typical typical english cricket season I weather well. i know <laughs> well, that's well, it i've been saying for years the seasons are rotating so we've got April showers now in May, and yeah. it's been like that for a long time. And it, yeah. it, it's it's stretching around. Yeah, it's yeah. like you get snow or March, April now instead of uh, winter. Oh, wow. The seasons are changing. I think we need to get Greta Thunberg on see what she thinks, right? Perhaps the world off its axis a little bit. Here. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's gone a bit too uh, what's this off off piece, haven't we? This. But yeah, so the weather's causing havoc, and uh, let's hope we can get some uh, as we stand today. It's. Uh, Forecast for a dry weekend, but I think some of the damage may already have been done. We've seen pitches mm. underwater. Yeah. Uh, Derbyshire underwater today. Um, well, we played at uh, Melbourne Meadows that year, and we, we turned up, and the, and the watermarks were halfway up the sight screen from a few <laughs> weeks before. They were, wasn't they? One half the pitch sight screen was black for all the water across the was it Melbourne Meadows. I played on a Sunday once, and, we yeah. put, and Dunk, we, yeah. for some reason, we looked at Dunk over the batting, and he had a pro. And it's only thunder and lightning, and Dunk was soon back in the thing. It was whistling around <laughs> his ears. What's that? The uh, game when uh, Pete Barnett played, no, no. and uh, this bloke took exception to started bowling beamers and bats. <laughs> Pete Barnett. It went as black as anything. The sky did. But uh, yeah, let's hope everything. Everybody starts to get some cricket in because it's getting silly now, and it's a bit depressing to be perfect honest here. A lot of hard work gone in pro- before the season from. Oh, wow ground staff and people getting teams ready and all that and it's just demoralizing yeah yeah we, we had it we had a obviously with covid we had six months out with that and it mm. yeah we don't want any more time off it was cricket. a couple of seasons ago where we lost half the beginning of the season as well didn't we due, due to the weather yeah, but you think boring. last year it was it, we had the hottest days in history virtually you know and uh, craziness but i don't think it's global warming just cyclical just, anyway just that's just a political political uh, hot potato you can just you can, rain isn't it yeah. Anyway, on the field, um, we've had a few incidences this year already with uh, Neil Winfield sat with us. Uh, he took a hat trick and nobody knew. Uh, how many times has that ever happened, Neil? Uh, well, one time. <laughs> <laughs> Just a bit of background score, it was Ulrowus, and he'd taken a wicket at last ball of the previous over, caught and bowled. He's yeah. a specialist at caught and bowled. First ball of his next over, caught and bowled again. Wasn't it, Neil? Yeah. And then uh, nobody was thinking about it. And how was the last wicket? Uh, LBW. And yeah. then I was just thinking that's two wickets. Then brought the field in for the next wicket, <laughs> the next next ball. Now disappointed, never got it. Yeah. Then walks off and he got a trick, and no one really bothered I, about it. I was in the scorebox thinking, why aren't they yeah. all celebrating and <laughs> well, patting him on the back? But uh, why was the last that trick? Because I remember he got one against Hilton. Well, this you was actually there. I tell you what, I did that on that morning. We painted your bedroom. Oh, from paint. Yeah, <laughs> remember? Oh, yeah. We, we, went str- we went straight from painting your... But you just moved to Clay Street. You just moved to Clay Street. Now, yes, I can paint my window, uh, paint my bedroom. So we moved to paint his, his uh, thing. Went straight to Wilton, splattered in paint. Took an hat-trick there, oh, which I didn't yeah. know about. I think you got uh, four, didn't you, yeah. in a row? Did you get any notable scouts that day, like the barbers or anything? No, I just got the last few dregs. Yeah, you got an LBD. LBD. LBD by four so when did you know you'd got your hat trick? When you after, after the game or just I think it's when you came off one? Come off at team, I looked on the thing. Because I've got hat trick. I said, "Well, I've got hat trick, my body." I don't think any of the opposition knew. Either, no, no, nobody no. knew. So I no. mean, you, how often you get hat trick ever in cricket? Yeah. No yeah, one's yeah. asked with it. I ain't getting another one. Uh, well, <laughs> I'll have to have some sort of system where yeah. I wave at you or something next yeah. time. Just shout at trick, Neil. <laughs> I, could, I could have said it on the new radios we've got yeah. out to the umpires. We'd turn that off. Right. Anyway, um, we've had a bit of an unusual injury in the team this week. Our contributor, host and uh, main man, Livo, has uh, fractured his hand. Neil, do you, do you want to explain to us how we actually did it and <laughs> well, the conversation that went on on the WhatsApp group? I don't really know what cracked off because we suddenly said we've got an injury. He's got an injury and he, he put a picture of himself with his uh, hand in a bandage. Sling. Sling, yeah. yeah. And he said, what's up another Livo? And this is his reply with that. I'm not changing the word on this. He said he was going full throttle. <laughs> <laughs> full throttle cleaning the hot tub. Now, I don't know what, what else you could do. So... If anyone's out there any strange injuries like that to play cricket, you can let us know 
Yeah. By the usual ways. Full flock then the Not necessarily that. So we had a we had a meeting uh, yeah. the night after and I quizzed him further and said, you know, come on, explain yourself. And he literally dug himself out even old, deeper hole. He's, he reckons, and this is again the truth, that he's got a particularly <laughs> <laughs> he's got a particularly heavy spoon. <laughs> it weighs the weight of two pounds. We laugh really, but and when he was swinging, swinging it round. Fully laden, <laughs> full throttle. <laughs> he full throttled his hand into the side of the hot tub. <laughs> so you can't make it up. You couldn't. Yeah. He dug himself a hot tub size hole for that. Poor Livo. Yeah. yeah, we wish him a speedy recovery. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so seriously, if you, if you have got any unusual injuries <laughs> out there, from whatever reason, well, if you can beat that, you're done well. Yeah, if you can yeah. beat a heavy sponge. Going full throttle. (laughs) 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 Dear me. What about? I bet bet you've had a few strained injuries, haven't you? (laughs) Oh, you've got you've got a thumb like a big toe. (laughs) That's cricket. I've got more fingers in soft. That's cricket. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear. I think we're about done. <laughs> so we're offering that out then. If you've had any strange injuries, either yeah. either during cricket or it, it, not, for it can cricket. be just, during just, cricket. Just... It can be on your way to cricket, preparing for cricket, after cricket, whatever you've got. If there's some strange injury and you can link it to cricket, yeah. honestly, it. let us know because it would be a make a cracking section. I tell you, my broke thumb though. We played. I forgot we played now. <laughs> I know you was at square leg and you... I was at square leg and this bloke absolutely freaked the ball and my thumb spun round on the spot. <laughs> and I went to, the end of my thumb and I, I, I went to pick the ball up on the boundary and I was like, my, my nails pointing towards the palm of my hand. I was like, that's not right. And then Rich brings my next day to bowl. And I was like, no, it's, it's final over, my thumb's hanging off. Oh, well. Well, okay. it's actually, that does remind me of an injury that we uh, we came across and this involves you again, Ian. Uh, we was at Rosehill Methodist, you remember? Him? <laughs> <laughs> and Ian bowled at this fella. He come in, I come in at the end, didn't he? And Ian bowled at ten, yeah. Ian bowled a beamer at this bloke and hit him smack on the forearm, and uh, he didn't really react too too much. But he trotted off to hospital, Snack. came back with a broken well, arm. To first, snapped his arm and off. Yeah, <laughs> he, broke, he broke his arm and yeah. he, he fielded fine leg to fine leg with a broken arm, dangling there. Wasn't that it? was at Rosehill <laughs> Methodist. That's another one of Ian's. Yeah, um, that's an incident, Sarah. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. Yeah, shower incidents and all sorts. Uh, oh, yeah. And tuna sandwiches. <laughs> oh, dear. We might, look, perhaps not to uh, let the viewers... Uh, all Have we got any instances we can talk about? Any, any moments? Any, any any moments you've had over the, your career? That, yeah, you, can, you can tell them. I'll tell you, I've got right, a, so. quite a few... Uh, quite a few funny ones. Talking about rainy seasons and rained-off games and rain intervals. I remember playing a brewery cup game we'll get straight caught in Ambry <laughs> and it was off and on and off and on and was batting was bowling was batting was bowling it was the right performance wasn't it it was on off on off and eventually I think we broke up for stock for tea cause, well it's brewery cook wasn't it so we had we had dinner lunch and tea lunch yeah. and tea and I was out in the balcony talking to I was talking to my wife and uh Rich was stood next to me, and I was outside eating me, me, uh, me snap like, and uh, there's Rich talking away to somebody else, and I got a bottle of mayonnaise, and I squeezed it, squeezing it in his pocket. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing because I was furious. Yeah, and he, sat, he was just stood there totally oblivious, and I emptied a full, full bottle of uh, mayonnaise into his pocket. <laughs> yeah, great when you've got to go out and field. Did you yeah. know until he got out there? Uh, I knew literally a few seconds after it was full. story as well. I think while we've got Ian here, I think it's probably time to, his, to tell him a story about his homemade jockstrap. Oh yes, that it, is a classic. It was this was a, this was another rainbreaker. It took me, weren't it? Took me. That's right. Yeah, yeah. What happened, Ian? I think that was another brewery cup game, wasn't it? As well. Was it? Yeah. So uh, yeah, played against Tutbury. On Sunday morning, I was like, oh, I got off to where put my box in. I know, I'll think about this. Being an engineer, I'll put it good use. So, uh, 
I said, uh, shots were shut it's early Sunday morning we had to be at the cricket ground for <laughs> 10 o'clock or something I've got nothing else to wear him in you know I can't wear my boxers just keep falling out and he had some quite quick bowlers so I, I needed to be secure like. so <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the only thing I had was uh, the wash pants it's not so, the first time he's had them on well to be fair I bought a jock strap off eBay and it come and it was <laughs> We <laughs> <laughs> well, didn't have a didn't have a slot to hold your cricket box in, so I, got... I think it's more normal jockstrap. That's what it was like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's a taekwondo. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, it antifungal. It said as well. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought I'll just get a pair of Elias pants out. That must have been in the earlier days of eBay as well. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Literally, cut her pants up to to bits and sewed them into my jockstrap. <laughs> So I had this place to put my box. And then come, whatever it was, it got rained off and we, I was just taking my kit off to go for tea or whatever. And then I was like, what are you wearing here? And there they are, look. And his best pants sewed <laughs> so to, so to the front of my job. Like an, like an otter's pocket. Yeah, proudest points have been made it. Yeah. Yeah. Proper double we'll stitch it, it was. Yeah. Fair play. <laughs> super over. A bit of a super over then, Ian, as we've not done yours before. So the super over is uh, six questions, quick fire questions, and six quick fire answers. Starting with your favourite ground. Oh, it's got to be Ace Percent, hasn't it? Definitely. Holly Stand. Wee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your favourite batter. Oh, Richard Marser. He's my favourite. Richard Marser. Mm, I agree with that. Fantastic. Your favourite bowler. Oh, it's got to be Brett Lee. See them sticks tumble. Um, what is your favourite tipple? Uh, it's going to be beer. Just well, generally beer. Generally lots, beer. Lots of it. <laughs> <laughs> Alcohol in brackets. Yeah. Do you prefer your 10th pint or your, or your, or your 15th? <laughs> oh, I'm not really forced. They all taste the same. <laughs> uh, what is your favourite tea item of choice? Oh, it'll have to be quiche or volavon, I think. Or a bit of game pie. And mustard. <laughs> <laughs> That's been a game pie. And uh, your final question, Ian. Uh, your sporting hero, cricket or otherwise? Well, it's how I've got to be uh, Jason Robinson, rugby, Paul McGrath, Aston Villa. You know, Winfield. What an excellent competitor. Yeah. Still going strong after all these years. Yeah. <laughs> Into his 50th season at Winsor Cricket Club. Fantastic. Thanks for that, Ian. Pleasure. Super over. Well, thanks, Ian. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Rick. Thanks, Neil. Uh, Thank you. Another good chat there. And also thanks to Ben Wilson for from Save Village Cricket. And it uh, just leaves me with one thing to say. Ciao, brethren. Till next time. So that's all we've got time for for this edition of Stumps, Umps and Beer Pumps. Thank you to our special guest today. If you know someone at your club that wishes to come and have a chat with us and talk about your club, then please email us on stumpsumpsandbeerpumps at gmail.com. Also, please like and subscribe, and also you can follow us on Twitter. If you've got any questions, any stories, or any funny anecdotes, then please again email us on stumpsumpsandbeerpumps at gmail.com. We hope you've enjoyed our tour around club cricket life. So please join us again for more of the same. Thank you very much for listening. This is Stump Sumps and Beer Pumps. So until next time, there's your one for the over. Stumps, Sumps and Beer Pumps. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Stump, 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 stump,